0: Get a free copy of Chantel Ray's Five Alive contract, the form that she has her agents sign to get a guaranteed $75,000 salary if they don't make it in commissions. A very controversial plan that's happening in her market today. You can get a free copy. Just text contract to 444-999 or go to hybendigital.com backslash contract. That's hybendigital.com backslash contract or just text contract to 444-999. All right, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a guest that is returning and I am excited, so excited. That he's back. He's been on several times before, but man, this guy is always doing new and exciting things. And we're going to talk about a couple of things today. Mainly, we're going to delve into on a very high level the different types of teams and what they mean. And then we're going to talk about expansion teams and discuss an extremely controversial uh, statement that he had made publicly that's causing a lot of flack online. And so I'm excited to for Jeff to come back on the show and be willing to share today. So Mr. Jeff Cohn, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars.
1: What's happening, Pat? I've been super pumped to be on the show like always. So thanks for having me back.
0: Hey, listen, first of all, um, just quick, give everybody a bio, who you are, da-da-da.
1: Sure. Omaha, Nebraska is where I started my flagship team five years ago. I've been a licensed agent for 10 years. This is my 11th year in 2017. Last year, my team, uh, under the Berkshire Hathaway umbrella, sold 601 sides for $108 million in volume. GCI was $2.7 million. I quit selling four years ago and followed the CEO model, of which I kept 33 percent net last year on that 2.7 gci which is just a little under a million dollars net and i didn't sell a house
0: (laughs) you answered all my questions that's brilliant thank you Thank you for getting right to it. You've heard enough episodes to know that you are going to be asked uh, your ECI and your net profit. So, all right, Jeff. So, let's get into some nitty-gritty. First of all, we talked about this at length. You know, when you and I recorded uh, the certified team agent course, when I came out to Omaha and we brought the film crew and they followed you around and we created this course, which, by the way, is our best-selling course on rebusuniversity.com. When we created this You and I had a long discussion about the three types of teams, essentially. You know, some people have several different types, but you know, you and I boiled it down to a community team, a rock star team, and a CEO team. Can you explain to those listening what those three types of teams mean?
1: Sure. And I'm going to take you through those three types of teams. And we're going to start with the least valuable to most valuable. So your least valuable team is a community team. All of you have seen this. This is where three or four individuals partner up and they cover each other's overhead expenses like their office expense. Maybe they share an admin. Maybe they share a virtual assistant. Maybe all of them go together to pay 100% fee to the broker. Um, that's the least valuable because you only make what you what you kill, so to speak. Uh, you're not making money off of the other agent's success, and it's very challenging to sell your position. Never in sell a community that, right? You, you have make, nothing to sell. You can exactly. sell. You can
0: referral. You can give somebody your client list, and they can pay you a 25% referral on your exactly. client list. But that's about it.
1: That's about it. And I'd say lots of teams are set up that way. I'd say 40% of teams are set up that way. Then you got about 58.9% of teams are set up as rock star teams. And I like to talk about sharks and suckerfish. As a lot of you know, <laughs> suckerfish. Live off of the shark, the scraps that come off the shark. They actually suck the algae. No, wait a off the minute. We don't. Yeah,
0: shark. we don't know about most people. I don't think know about sucker fish. So what the hell's a sucker fish?
1: Well, you've got the little. And I don't know a lot either. So I like to use the <laughs> analogy. I don't know a lot about Google marine that one. life. I'm, I live in Nebraska. I can talk about cows and so corn. It's
0: scary. So but is my, suck-
1: my the, <laughs> the is ideology behind it is you got this big shark swimming around, and all these little fish that swim with it. And when a shark has a big kill. Other fish are taking advantage of that kill. And I see a lot of teams, and we call them rock star teams, where you have the main agent doing 70 or 80 percent of the sales volume for the team, and everybody else is cleaning up the scraps. And there are a lot of newer agents cleaning up the scraps. And when you really look and dive into that business and that P&L, if you eliminated the rock star's sales, that team's probably losing money. But most teams aren't tracking their their numbers close enough to recognize that they're losing. And so you'd ask the question, why would someone even want to have a rock star team? And a lot of the answers I hear are ego. They're ego-based because the team wants to look bigger than what they really are, and they want to look like they're having more success than what they really are. And so Rockstar agents think they need to add a bunch of agents so that they look like they're having success, when in actuality, the success they're generating is off their own production, not off the team's production.
0: Okay, so before you go into the CEO team, I want to to stop here with Rockstar team. So the Rockstar team basically means, if I had to boil it down, that the consumer can
1: reach you. Absolutely. Period. Yeah, the rock star rock stars in the it, game. They're servicing leads, they're running on a hamster wheel.
0: Okay, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're taking listing appointments or you're taking buyer's appointments. You could be a rock star team, and a lot of rock star teams are set up this way. And tell tell me if I'm wrong after I go through this, but you could be a rock star team, you could be on billboards, your big face could be on billboards, you can be on television commercials. You can you can be doing that. If somebody calls in, Uh, very angry they're gonna ask for you uh chances are you'll you'll eventually take the worst ones that uh, demand uh, talking to you because they feel like you're you are the one in charge when actually you are so that all is the rock star team has nothing to do with um whether you do listings or buyers right i mean a, a lot of them still do
1: you're right, Pat. You're, you're a true rock star. I mean, think about when they promote an event, the rock star's face is on everything, and it's all about going and seeing that main guy on stage, even though that production, if you really look at where the sound comes from, obviously the rock is in the lead, but there's a lot of other sound coming from other players on the stage, and so that would be the rock star team. You've got you, one you main face. You need to be there, right? If, yep, you, if exactly. you buy
0: tickets to Aerosmith and Steven Tyler doesn't show up, That's you're right. going to be, be give me my money back.
1: That's right, and obviously, because of that, if you were to try to sell a rock star team, you'd be selling that business with you along with it. You'd have to be there for that team to exist. If you're not there, the team crumbles, and that's why that valuation is really low on a rock star. Unless team. they
0: just repeated your old television commercials and your old billboards <laughs> over and over again, which, which you know, part of the brilliance yeah. of, uh, and and I had a, a rock star team when I was killing it, you know, back in the day. And, um part of the fun that I had was being that rock star uh, changing commercials every six months, getting new celebrities to endorse me, coming yep. up with creative billboards. that for a high eye like myself, that I got high off of that, right? Yeah. I, I enjoyed that Now, what comes with that is a couple of things. Number one, you like you say, the value of the company, it's a harder asset to sell. And number two, there's a downside to everybody knowing you in your local town. And that is, you know, if you go out with your college buddies and, and uh, you start guzzling a couple PBRs <laughs> or uh, you know, people are taking selfies of you and, and also, you know, people just grab you. I used to walk through, I used to tell my wife in the car before we'd go into like a Lowe's or Home Depot, I, I'd say, do you want to bet five bucks that I know three yeah. people? Yeah. And and she would never bet me. And I would always see at least yep. three people that I had done business with or know or whatever or or they yep. would come up to me.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, Pat, it's exactly that. It's that those people want you. They don't want to be handed off to your lackey. They want you. If you're the name, you're the face, yeah. you're the guy on stage. They don't want anybody else coming to their house to do a listing presentation or representing them on the buy side. They want you.
0: Right. And then, yeah. So, and therein lies the actual, one of the reasons why I actually ended up leaving our our hometown, although we go home a lot, was because um, Uh, I wanted to get away from that. You know, I wanted to liberate myself. And luckily I had enough passive income that I could do that from uh, everybody knowing me. It became- Your hand
1: was getting sore by signing all those autographs. Yeah,
0: what once was a thrill then became a hindrance, a pain in the ass.
1: Right. Well, I do want to say, Pat, I, we have a lot of listeners right now, they're individual agents that possibly are about ready to be a community team, and there's people probably that are community teams that want to become the rock star team, and that's all okay. I mean, I have very good friends that make millions of dollars, and they don't even have teams. They have one or two admin, and that's it, and that's okay if that's what you want, but I think Pat and I share a similar story in that we woke up one day and we said, you know what, is this how I want to spend the rest of my life? And for me, that awakening, if you will, was when I was 30 years old, it was 2011, I had three kids, six four and two, and I thought, man, to do another 290 deals, I'm going to have to get up and do all these listing presentations and be the rock star and go to the go to the show, if you will, with the analogy. And I wanted to do it a different way. And so as the story goes, I started taking in all the information I could from the books I read, the people I met with and masterminded with, and the podcasts I listened to. And over the last five years, we've built a team from 80 deals up to 601, and I got out of the day-to-day selling about four years ago.
0: Okay, so now we've gone over the community Right, we've gone over the rock star. I think it's pretty clear people are thinking in their mind: what agents in their area are community teams? What agents are Rockstar team? Which, like you said, almost seventy percent of the teams fall into that. What is the CEO team?
1: Sure, CEO team is going to be your seventh level from the millionaire real estate agent. It's a business that you create in which you are not necessary. You may choose to be involved, but you. You don't have to be there. So, for example, the last five years, we've been out of town for almost a month over Christmas and New Year's, and my team probably runs better when I'm not there. And so I've created an organization that can exist without me, and therefore it's the most valuable organization because it's one that I could sell to someone, and it'll run without the necessity of me being a part of it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just had a a great interview. I believe it was Dan beers and he he went to New York city, went to Manhattan with three of his, with his three kids and wife for a month. Right. And it was a test, right. Mm -hmm. To see if his CEO team was really a CEO team or it was a rock star (laughs) team. Right. Right. So that now the one thing you did with the CEO team, right. Is you changed the name. Tell me about that.
1: So it's funny, when I first got into the business, my, my mom had been a full-time agent for 20 years and my dad had just recently gotten licensed and I told them that I thought teams were going to be the wave of the future uh, instead of going the brokerage model route. And so we started right out of the gate in 2006 as the Cone Team and our tagline was Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. And when we launched our uh, tradition, the, the team that I have today that I knew I wanted to take big, uh, my goal was to be number one in my brokerage and then number one in my state, and now it's number one in the country. I wanted the name to be something I could ask others to partner with me to build. Mm. And I knew if it had my last name part of it, it makes it a little different with people that do have egos, which we all have one in some capacity. I wanted them to partner with me to grow the Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group brand, not to grow the Cone Team brand. So we killed the Cone Team and we became our slogan.
0: And the side benefit to that is if some, you know you guys did six hundred one transactions under the Omaha's Elite Real Estate team, which is on your signs, which is on your website, right? So yep. if there's a disgruntled customer, they mm. call in. They they're not asking for Jeff Cohn because who's yeah, Jeff Cohn?
1: That exactly. And that's yep. and the and brilliant part of agents it. Agents locally, obviously, everyone locally knows about me and knows that I'm the owner of Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, but the clients have no idea. Yeah, I'm not the face of the company, right? And, and
0: you know, I feel like my entire life, right? I've always yearned to be rich but not famous, and I've and I've always felt like I had no other way. Like before, uh, when I started really promoting myself as the rock star, when I started really spending money on advertising and getting my face out there, I didn't. I was very uncomfortable with it but i just kept telling myself well i i had to do this in order to make more money there was no right. other way right to make more money now granted there the internet wasn't as huge right and the and the mls was still private back then so even more it was harder to do i think now sure. it's easier right because i mean you're yeah, you're a boomtown based business with you know with yeah. um A ton of that. So even now, it's probably a lot easier to be a CEO team. What are the other, and now let's talk about the, uh, you know, selling a CEO team. Why can you sell it other than what, you know, we've already explained? Why is it more saleable, you know, worthwhile on the market, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, my business today operates like a true business would. So if you take a franchise, for example, like a Pizza Hut, if the general manager was necessary in the sale of a Pizza Hut, then that general manager has to go along with it. And if you're a franchise owner, you definitely wouldn't want to be a necessary part because you would eventually want to build a business up and be able to sell it. And so the CEO model business runs similar to what maybe a franchise, how it would run in that the franchise owner is an operating partner, but they're not necessary for that business to go day in and day out. So the CEO model is going to be most valuable because it's going to sell a lot like a brokerage would sell with that three to five times multiplier. Any other team and or brokerage within my city could buy my team today and it would run without me. And so when you look at brokerage models that sell like a Keller Williams or a Remax franchise that operates and is running smoothly, you're usually going to see a three times three to five times multiplier, and a lot of people argue that a real estate team wouldn't sell at that type of a multiplier, but I do believe that a CEO model team does have that capacity. If you look at my team right now, how it operates in Omaha, we're the sixth largest brokerage in Omaha if we were to choose to become a brokerage tomorrow. And so we're ultimately, like a brokerage, running within a brokerage.
0: Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I know now you're with Berkshire Hathaway, and that benefits you, but certainly- you know, if you wanted to, you could probably sell it within Berkshire Hathaway, or you could, or you're not necessarily constrained. You could sell it yeah. as an independent, or you, if someone at Remax wanted to buy it, you could say, fine. You know, we'll yeah. just uh, the, the truth of the matter the is change Remax.
1: I I would probably never sell it. I would rather just um, sell. If I did sell it, I'd sell it internally. And so, what we haven't talked about yet, and I know you will cover in depth in your CTA product you sell at RevisUniversity.com, where you go in depth into my business, is it talks about two direct reports that ultimately run our team. And that's my operations manager and my success manager. And so before I would ever sell it to the open market, I would go to those two individuals and ask them if they'd wanna buy it. And then I would always hold on to some type of residual. But I have no intent to sell. I don't do a lot with it. I spend about three to four hours a week with Omaha's Elite and I have no intention of selling it ever. So that's the other component to this that maybe sounds somewhat confusing, but I have I have no desire to sell. Well, that's ta- great.
0: I mean, and there's nothing wrong with it. A, a, a friend, of, a longtime friend of mine, had a construction business, and now he only owns about ten percent of it. But when he started it in his twenties, he owned a hundred percent of it, and and over time, actually three percent a year, he had an, a, his number one guy earn three percent a year for a long number of years. And so um, I said to him, uh, we out to dinner. I said, Paul, so, so you're not getting a jackpot, you know, now that you're retiring. He goes, no, I'm not getting a jackpot. But, uh, you know, I, I sold my business 3% a year. And in reality, it's very unlikely that I could have put my building business, I'm not sure why, on the market for sale. He said, my type of businesses don't generally sell. Right. Um, so, um, it was like a commercial building and they did a lot of government work and stuff. So for whatever reason, I don't know. Sure. So, uh, so anyway, so he got his money just a little bit at a time and didn't have to stress or maybe have come to a point in his life where he couldn't even sell it and he just had to sure. close the doors, yep. you know, and that's a great, that's a great way to do it. And that's something certainly you could do or any CEO team could do. Right? At Rebus University, we seek out the best practices of today's top real estate agents and travel around the world to film them and bring them to you in an educational format. Listen to what one of North Carolina's top RE-MAX agents has to say about our new certified listing program.
2: Hey, Pat, this is Buddy Blake with RE-MAX Essential. Uh, it's been a little while since we talked. But I wanted to call you and thank you and your team at uh, Rebus University. We did the Listing Agent University and Listing Specialist course. I did it myself months ago, and I will tell you that that was one of the most informative systems I've ever done. It is meat and potato stuff versus the theoretical bullcrap that you see people say, and do and certainly you go to all these conventions and people show you all these whiz-bang new ideas this was real in the trenches stuff and uh, I use it myself and you may not even know it but we use it for my team I have a team of about 10 and before I allow buyer agents to take on new listings and become listing agents per se be able to do listings they are required to go through this course also We've expanded it out. I have 5 Remax offices, and we've got over 100 agents in our company, and a good percentage of them are now taking this course as a training program, especially new agents that we have onboard that are brand new into our system. We require them before they can go on their first listing appointment to take and pass this entire course. It is the best thing that's out there right now And I want to thank you for putting it together. I'm looking forward to getting involved with some of the other courses and really looking forward to maybe a buyer agent course. That would be wonderful. But uh, I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to work with your team. Thank you for taking the time to put it together. It was absolutely fabulous, Pat. Thank you so much. And I just hope you know how much you and your organization means to us. Thank you.
0: For $200 off this program, use coupon code CLA200. The Chantel Ray Five Alive program is now public. Yes. Now anybody in the universe can find out what goes on behind the scenes, what the step-by-step procedures are and what she is doing to grow. So many agents making well over six figures a year. For a copy of this program, go to rebusuniversity.com and get $200 off with the coupon code 5ALIVE200. 5ALIVE200. I'll give you $200 off, which is a smoking deal that others will not get, I promise you, in the future. 5ALIVE200. Just the number 5 and the number 200. At rebusuniversity.com.
1: You know, and the the biggest thing, Pat, that I'd love our listeners to hear today is that you have to build value into your CEO brand, uh, right? With a rock star agent, the value is the rock star. With a CEO, CEO model, the value is the organization in which the agents and the customers are going to to get something of value. The agents are with us for culture, leads, accountability, and processes and strategies that we deploy into our business to help them be more successful. And the clients that we serve choose to use our agents because of all of the value add that we have to give to them with pictures, video staging, moving trucks, and the system that's turnkey to help them get the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of hassle. And so when you think about taking off the rockstar hat and putting on the CEO hat, you have to think about systems that you will build within your organization to help both the agents and the clients have more success.
0: Wow. Okay. So here's the thing I really want to talk to you about. Okay, You got on a Google Hangout recently and you were bold enough to say that expansion teams do not work. And you know, you got some flack for that. So tell me why you said that.
1: Well, first off, it's not it's not a proven concept. I have personally deployed the expansion um, strategy. I have I've had teams that I've now sold in Salt Lake City, San Diego, Boston, and Lincoln, Nebraska. Today, I still have my Lincoln, Nebraska team, but we've chosen chosen to sell off those teams. We have a new strategy we can talk about here in a couple of minutes. Why? There's a several reasons I don't believe that expansion as it's taught today is going to work. First off, I believe it exists to help people. Sorry, agents within a brokerage model stay within that brokerage model. So not naming names, think of any one brokerage that pushes the the expansion agenda. Obviously, you as an agent are probably less likely to leave that organization if you have a second, third, 10th team across the country all plugged into that same brokerage. So the first thing is, if you're going to expand, I would want to be within a brokerage brand that's not going to require me to expand within said brokerage brand. Number two is the ideology, which I talked about before, that you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And what I mean by that is if you expand somewhere, and for us, it costs us about $50,000 in time and capital to expand into one market for 12 months. That money covers marketing expenses, your CRM, which at the time we used Boomtown, that's still what we're using, and lead generation. And then we would give a weekly call for about two hours to help that team leader in that expansion location gear up. If your expansion location doesn't make you profitable, which most businesses take five years to turn profits. We turned profits in all locations within the first 12 months. We were profitable. But the problem was that we weren't profitable in some areas. We weren't profitable enough to make it worth the time that we were having to put in to make those profitable. And in some instances, we were so profitable that the leader in which we had partnered with didn't have a a reason to stay with us. They were able to take a lot of our ideas, uh, ideologies, systems, if you will, and go off and run them on their own. So there's nothing sticky enough. And that's why franchising works so well is because you can legally own the entity. When it comes to a team, I can continue owning the team, but I can't own the person that I had plugged in with that's running the team. And so uh, you're damned if you do because they'll leave you. You're damned if you don't because you don't turn a profit.
0: Wow. Fascinating, dude. Well, that's uh, certainly something you know we have not heard somebody come on and say. And so what are you doing about that?
1: <laughs> me personally yeah you know I'm continuing to send the message out because I think brokers are pushing the expansion agenda to serve themselves it's yet to be proven I mastermind with the top residential real estate minds in the country I watch people do it and for those listing that are doing it and doing it well I would say congratulations to you that doesn't mean it works because for it to quote-unquote work it needs to work for the majority of people that do it and right now I hear of the stories of people doing it and it fail than the 1% that are doing it and it works great. So for those out there listening that it's working for you, great, congratulations, I'm happy for you, but I don't want to push nationally the agenda that it's working if it's not truly working for the masses. Right, right,
0: right. And I've talked to, uh, you know, I've had five or six people on this show, including, you you know, uh, Kristen Cole, Lisa Archer, the A to Z team, Five Doors team, and, you know, some are... Succeeding, some are not. I think that you can. My opinion is you can succeed on it, but it it is it's a whole nother skill set to successfully run as a franchisor, essentially of an expansion right. team, than it is to be a top agent. I think it's easier to be a top agent than it is to be a top agent and at the same time run expansion teams efficiently yep. and make them happy and successful. Yeah.
1: So. That- Where I see it, sorry to cut you off, where I see it working the best, and I think you'll probably agree with this sentiment, is in areas that are within a one-hour drive. So if you have a sister uh, city... Uh, very close to your market center, you're going to have success there. I made about $150,000 net return off of Lincoln, Nebraska. I kept that one open. But what's been great about that is all of those people in all those sister locations, they can come physically to our brick and mortar on a monthly or weekly basis to receive our culture, our training, our accountability. And we can easily drive out to those locations and hold them accountable to certain expectations. The challenge is when you try to expand within another state, you know, you're two or three states away and now you're doing video conference calls and phone call accountability calls. I'm not saying it doesn't work. It just makes it a lot more difficult.
0: Okay. And by the way, what I meant by that last question or the question before last about what are you doing about it is I wanted you to tell everybody what you're coming out with or is that a secret?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll kind of tease it for a minute. Um, I think that the future of expansion and what the world needs is more coaching, uh, more accountability, more systems and processes to help them uh, see a bigger return, a larger return on their P&L. And so what we are going to be launching in a couple of months from now is called Elite Real Estate Systems Flat Rate Expansion, where you'll get all of the same benefits that you would hope to get from a top performing team in terms of expansion. But instead of that team leader making a huge profit off of your success, you just pay a flat fee of around $500 a month. And in return, you get all of their systems, all of their processes, a weekly accountability call, uh, access to their live team training. Um, So we are live streaming Wednesdays and Fridays, all of our team trainings. We're already running this system with over 20 teams all across the country and ultimately it's 13 hours of live content that you have access to all the recordings as well and you can interact live when we're streaming not just the team lead but the entire team can plug into this live stream for 500 a month
0: hmm. interesting well if you're listening and you have an opinion you know uh, feel free to leave a comment on hybendigital.com or on the Facebook page when we post this episode. I'm going to put all of Jeff's information on uh, hybendigital.com backslash. And I'm going to just put, since you've been on several times, I don't even remember how many. uh, I'm going to just (laughs) put uh, backslash cone, C-O-H-N, hybendigital.com backslash cone. And then one more thing, guys. Jeff and I, as we mentioned before, have the Certified Team Agent Course. It is a huge course. We have, you know, over 10 hours of high intensity training on how to build a team like he did from 80 units to 580 units. And that course sells for 688 bucks. If you go on the website, it's going to say 688 bucks. I'm going to give you a code right now. If you're interested in it, just type in Jeff, all lowercase, Jeff, the word Jeff, and you'll get 50% off
1: awesome guys it's a great value pat was in my office for four days uh with an entire video crew and it's super transparent every question you could possibly have about how to organize the team who the players are what to pay them what to hold them accountable to onboarding offboarding etc it's all going to be covered in his course
0: beautiful thanks jeff thanks as always for coming on and best of luck to you in the future buddy
1: thanks pat thanks for having me on thank you guys for listening
0: thank you for listening to real estate rock stars please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We're so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, A Real Estate Agent's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to padhyben.com and find out about all things Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you gotta do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.